0: Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. Jess Bergio is the founder and host of the Beauty Inspires Beauty podcast. She's the co-host of the Fast Foundations podcast. She's an educator, a speaker, helping creatives and hairstylists all over really build strong personal brands so that they can stand out online. Jess's unique approach focuses on supporting and encouraging her clients to grow through personal development and self-care, all while offering the tools and strategies needed to build a thriving, sustainable brand that stands out. Through her podcast, online membership, and in-person workshops, she mentors creative entrepreneurs with concrete and approachable, plus proven steps to help grow and scale their brand. The Beauty Inspires Beauty community was created simply to help creatives and stylists not only grow their business, but to grow their confidence. She has a passion to teach, mentor, and coach, and she believes when you truly step into your passion and purpose, everything in life becomes possible. Hello, Super Expanders. Welcome back. So excited for today's guests. I mean, I say that every time, but sometimes I mean it more than others. And today happens to be one of those days. (laughs) I I hope my other guests are not listening to this podcast episode, but I'm so excited to share with you today, Jess Bergio.
1: Oh my gosh. I uh, laughed out, out loud in my head. I out loud in my head when you said that because as a podcaster myself uh i am always excited to interview a new guest but there are some i am more excited than others to interview if that's just how it is and i think because we have a relationship we know each other from before today um that that seems fitting
0: yeah absolutely and as we were sitting there before we hit record we we're talking about anxiety about names and i was like i shouldn't have asked you because i just <laughs> automatically call you jess but maybe you want to be jessica
1: some days jessica feels appropriate but um i've like morphed into everyone calls me jess and i grew you know i played sports and in my old salon there were two jessicas so i was always burge or burgio so i really will i will respond to anything to be honest i i like whatever people feel like calling me whatever i however i seem to you call me that
0: yeah well you know what there you go i I took liberties i
1: love it I asked
0: that because, I mean, I recently decided to go from using Corey to Corrine, and then I have like massive actually remorse about that. And I feel like now, actually, when people call me Corey, I'm like, oh, it's because we know each other. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, I, I had I had massive remorse about going and by my full name, but they, you know, now I have to just like pick the lane and stay with it because I did all the changes. I was like, there's no <laughs> way I'm going back and changing all the URLs and links and all the things, right? It's just <laughs> zero chance that's happening.
1: Oh come on we are women we have a prerogative to change our mind at the drop of a hat so you know don't sit in that you can always change again and again and again i can
0: i can but i also i don't want to do all of the the work (laughs) work. associated with the links and you know for like a year getting messages about broken links and that still is kind of is happening so Welcome to being an entrepreneur. Yeah, right here. Here we go. So, <laughs> all right. So I, I I have to ask. I mean, I know I give a, we'll give a little context actually first. You and I know each other for now. It's, I mean, a couple of years through masterminds and then just getting to know each other. I was on your podcast and we, we've gotten together in person. I love when we, when people, you know, you make a friend that's essentially an online friend. And then all of a sudden it becomes a real life relationship. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool how that goes. Yeah. So that cool. brings us to here and where we are. So I know deep down who you are as a person, but I'd love for everyone else to really know who is Jessica Bergio deep down to her soul.
1: Well, I mean, on any given day, the answer is going to be totally different today in, in, in feeling and who I am. I, I am a mother. That is my my title that I I love to carry. Um it is something that I didn't resonate with the first few years he was around meaning yeah, I know I was a mom. I had a kid and all of that. But in in the recent years um as I've gotten older and my priorities have shifted, I feel like I that that is so much more than a title. It is who I've become and I've become motherly through becoming a real mom, you know? And we share the common love of our pets. And But just like who I am is is someone who loves to nurture and take care of and help. And so I've been able to do that through, you know, my voice through podcasting, through coaching, through kind of stepping into my power, which was once I was told was too much. Um, I grew up being very... Vocal, not much of a filter. And that like haunted me for a really long time. And one of the things I'm super proud about my younger self is I never changed that about myself. I've found ways to make that my superpower. And now I get paid to give people coaching, advice, mentorship. So who I am at the core is someone who just wants to be like a really big cheerleader in your life. And that's what fuels me is to be able to be a part of somebody else's successes I love to see people win I love to be a part of those wins that's what gets me excited Um, and so right now just like settling into that you know really enjoying motherhood my kids 11 and also just nurturing my relationship with myself and coming back to like what really lights me up and and on any given day like I said it could be different but right now it's it's getting a little bit more quiet um, and learning to be more present um, in both parenting and with myself. So that's kind of who I am on in a nutshell for right now.
0: Oh, so, so much in there. I feel like that last piece, though, the getting quiet, I think pairing that with the piece of not having a filter actually is about to like explode into massive superpower. Because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes people have to, to step into a place of Connecting to their power to speak the truth, which is a little bit different than that getting quiet peace and channeling that unfiltered truth into this like epically powerful message. So I'm excited to see how this unfolds. I also had a thought as I was listening to you describe yourself and thinking that you were an athlete. I feel like there's like a lot of metaphors when you... for for especially when coaches come into the coaching space having been an athlete because i think you learn so many things being a team player and that you get to infuse all of that into into the wisdom of of coaching what do you think about that
1: yeah, no, I couldn't agree with that more. And that's one of the things I've enjoyed watching my son play team sports and kind of watching him discover that about you know himself. Um, it's interesting because growing up, I remember when anytime I had Paris in class with like doing a group project, I was like, oh man, I don't want to be in a group. Like I want to do it myself. I was such a control freak around that. Not that I was a straight A student, but there was something about that that I didn't want to let go of. Like I love to kind of be the boss. And so in, in team sports, there someone needs to be the, the boss in the group, right? So like, for instance, cheer, we did, I did cheerleading in high school, nothing I would ever thought I would have done. But I was a gymnast my whole life growing up. And so I kind of fell into cheerleading. And, um, you know, being a louder one in there, it was acceptable to be loud as a cheerleader, it was acceptable to use your voice and shout, it was acceptable to take like ownership of like the group. And so it was, I think the first time in my you know, childhood that I was able to kind of stand out because I was able to speak up and and stand up for something in the group. And, um, people kind of started to look towards me as a leader and it built my confidence that people resonated with how I was saying things or the encouraging way I was like motivating us to do the thing. And, you know, I grew up with a very strict dad who pushed me into competitive swimming at like age seven. And so that's an individual sport, but you practice with a team. So I think I learned how to motivate and challenge myself at, at a young age while well, getting pushed. But then also once I got into team sports, I was like, oh, you're not all like this. You're not all self-motivated and driven and like have the accountability piece. Like you need somebody to push you. I already know how to do that as a skill set. I, I was luckily learned early. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, through team sports, I feel like I always kind of stepped into that role where I kind of all looked around, like who wants to be in charge or who's taking responsibility here, and that felt like a natural place for me. And it and it progressed even when I got into the salon environment because that was a team atmosphere as well. And so when I worked in small salons or even bigger salons, I always seemed to rise to the top as far as like leadership or taking ownership of stuff too, which um, has served me well.
0: Mm, So good. So as you have, I guess, evolved and grown over time, let's talk about how that has. I don't know changed in into what you do so you were in the, in the salon industry for for quite a while and then that kind of has shifted and the focus isn't so heavy there anymore and it's much more into um, entrepreneurship and and coaching so let's talk about that i want to tell me all the things
1: tell you all the things yeah so i feel like now you know what i do is so so many things i'm super multi-passionate which at a time when hairdressing was life when i started if you had other passions besides doing hair, you weren't a great hairdresser. Like the people I worked and trained with, they ate, slept and breathed hair. That was all they could think about. But from an early age, even in my career at 19, 20 years old, I was like, well, I like to do other things. I'm interested in other things. I'm passionate about them. Um, Hair was a way for me to be creative. And I learned in the process of learning how to do hair that I was really good at listening and that I could hold space for people. And that I didn't have to technically be the best hairdresser, but I just had to make the experience overall the best. And so I learned how to communicate with clients. I learned to ask good questions to get like exactly what I needed to hear in order to do the service or do the thing. And so a learned skill set of listening is huge when it comes to coaching or when it comes to really understanding somebody. Because often we'll say things, but if you watch someone's body language, or if you see how they're kind of moving, they may be saying one thing, but acting a different way, right? How many times have we been around someone where they're saying all the things we want to hear, but they're not, their body language is totally off or vice Mm -hmm. versa. So I feel like, you know, I learned a lot in the hair industry that took me into different places, right? So one-to-one with a client, yes, I'm doing a service, but a lot of times it turned into almost like a therapy session. We joke that we're therapists, and, I'm you hairpists. know, that, that we we, we are therapies, therapists that happen to do hair. Now, I didn't go to school to train to be a therapist. I didn't learn any sort of techniques or tools. I just was all, you know, trial and error and real-time experience of what was going on with people. But what I did learn over the years was, the human behavior and the human experience we're we're all super similar in our challenges and struggles in life we all struggle with certain things we all have shit that holds us back and through sports through the salon world and you know i ended up coaching cheer after i graduated high school i coached the the high school that i graduated from for a couple of years Uh, i learned that i had a skill set that i enjoyed which was coaching which was teaching which was mentoring and holding space and so when I realized all along I had been some, some some sort of entrepreneur in the hair industry, one of my mentors, because my other passion at the time was fitness, her husband, Chris Harder, was starting this, uh, you know, I guess, entry level entrepreneur, kind of accidental entrepreneur, early stage entrepreneur mastermind. And I thought to myself, well, I've gotten myself this far 20 years into my career. What else is there for me to learn? What else could I expand and do with the skill set I do have? And so that spoke to me. And, and that's how I kind of evolved into, you know, stepping out into the coaching space and so on and so forth. So yeah, it's still an evolution. I'm only like really three years into this new phase of, of business and doing other things that aren't 99% hair.
0: So first all, I have to for everyone listening, you just heard her say that she's changed and pivoted all along the way, and that the current status of where she is only three years in, which in one way can seem like a really long time and totally not very long at all, and she is crushing it, friends. So I want you to to just take that as um, encouragement if you are just starting out that, yeah, it doesn't take a long time to make massive progress and to gain the skills and the confidence to do all the things along the way. So I would love to hear a little bit more about you. So you've got a podcast. How did you get into podcasting?
1: Well, I had watched my mentors um, start their podcast and have massive success with it. And I just kept watching and watching and watching thinking I didn't have anything really to say I wasn't clear on why I would start a podcast Um, I've always liked to talk you couldn't shut me up when I was a kid and don't dare give me a coffee because forget about it I, I just didn't I didn't have any clarity around why I would start a podcast and so I did what most of us do when we're interested in something we just watch And we observe and sometimes we feel a little jealous and sometimes we feel a little bit like, oh, I can never do it like them. So why would I even bother? Oh, so many people are already doing podcasts like no one's going to listen to mine. I hate my voice, like all of the negative things you could possibly think of as excuses why you wouldn't start your own podcast. And then I had opened my salon about six months before the pandemic, before we were like officially closed, shut down. So I had been open for six months. I had this beautiful salon and all of a sudden we were told we couldn't work anymore. So the majority of us sat in, you know, despair. What are we going to do? When are we going to reopen? And I thought to myself for the first time, you have finally been gifted time. And time was kind of one of my main excuses because I know a podcast is, you know, long term. It's long form, it's long term, it's work. It's not just, you know, something you should probably do whenever you feel like it. If you want it to be successful, you've got to put some actual effort and time and resources into it. So I had this beautiful space, and one of my clients happened to be a videographer, and we sat down and mapped out how we would do live video podcasting in the studio. And at the time, I was angry about being closed, and so I thought, you know, fuck it, I'll start a podcast around, you know, what's going on. This is what I know, I'm living it right now in real time. And if I wanna pivot and change the podcast later, I'll do that. If I wanna rename it later, I'll do that. If I wanna be a different person next month, I'll do that. So I gave myself the grace around just starting something that I felt passionate about. And I knew all my hairdresser friends in town were available. So I was like, yo, do you care if it's COVID 101, will you come and do a podcast with me? And so I did the first like 30 episodes in the empty salon And we just winged it. And I remember the guy at the time who was videoing with me, we didn't have a name. And I had already started the brand Beauty Inspires Beauty um, because I was doing these networking brunches for beauty industry professionals. And I had created some sweatshirts and stickers and journals. And he goes, just call it Beauty Inspires Beauty for now. And uh, we can always change it later. I said, okay, sounds good. And so that's where that all started.
0: Oh my gosh! So many lessons in all of what you just said. Messy action. Don't get hung up on the name. You can change it later. Pick something you're you want to talk about. Something you're passionate about. And that's the thing because they get the idea of podcasting is I think a lot of people think that you have to have like the perfect name, the perfect cover, the perfectly outlined structure for every single episode. And it's just not the truth. It's just you have to con- commit to consistently showing up. Mm-hmm. I think is the starting point.
1: Definitely. <laughs> right? It is. And I think I learned a lot of valuable lessons backwards. I mean, you can only learn a lesson as you go through it. Yeah, But you know, the amount of money that I thought I needed to spend on production, the fact that I really didn't need real-time video, the fact that a lot of the people I ended up wanting to have on the show weren't in town. So I ended up doing a lot through Zoom and I streamlined the process and made it as easy for me as possible. So I could continue doing it even once we were reopened and my life kind of went back to more or less normal. But through the process, it was wonderful, because I fell in love with the art of podcasting. And remember my skill set, talking to people. And so I never thought of myself as a great interviewer. But I was like, Oh, my gosh, I've been interviewing my clients for 22 years. No wonder I'm not bad at this, like I'm actually okay. And you know, once you study the art of interviewing and how you sound and different tones in your voice you can choose to become a better speaker you can choose to become a better podcaster you can choose to become more engaging and exciting so i took it seriously uh, about a year ago so i i podcasted for a year just i did my best right and then i started to take it seriously i started studying vocal you know how your how your voice sounds and what it does to your listeners I started studying other people's podcasts, not so much for what they were saying, but how they were saying it. How was she interviewing? Who was I resonating with that got me excited to listen to the show kind of no matter what they were talking about? And so once I started really taking it seriously, I super fell in love with it. And um, it just it's like my favorite thing to do.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, so we have a similar journey in that in that regard. I felt I've definitely fallen in love with podcasting. I when I started mine, I thought to myself, you know what? This is just going to be an exercise in seeing if you can actually commit to getting two episodes out a week. And I was like, I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but we're going to give it a stab <laughs> because two episodes a week is it's a it's a decently big commitment. I mean, we know mm-hmm. we have we have a friend dropping five a week, which is absolutely bonkers bananas to me. But I, you know, a year into it have made it through dropping twice a week. And I was like, huh. But along the way, I learned a ton of lessons. And I think some of that one of them being becoming a better speaker just through the act of showing up and having these conversations with people becoming a better interviewer, becoming a better listener. And I thought I was a good listener going in and you all of a sudden you get to have these conversations with, with really cool and inter- interesting people. And it's like, oh, I want to know more about that. I, and just getting really, really curious and then getting these amazing kind of cool feedback from people who end up stumbling across your, your podcast. And then it becomes actually a lead generation tool. If you have a, some kind of business that you can funnel it into. I have a question for you. Have you joined the super expander free mentorship community? If not, What are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello and send me your questions. So let's talk a little bit about that and the impact of podcasting and what it can have on your business. And like, also I'm asking two questions at once. Like, how would someone get started if they wanted to? Like, what would you, what would you recommend to them?
1: Well, I'll tell a quick story as to why I wish I would have started my podcast sooner. When I joined that business mastermind that I mentioned earlier, kind of the way that we know each other, I was in a place in my business where I was so ready to have new high level friends that I could have these dreamer conversations with around how much better could it get? Because in my industry, I hit kind of a glass ceiling. I put that myself in that glass ceiling more or less. but. I kind of had quote unquote made it for what my industry standards were. And I just wanted to meet people who were having different conversations. And so I paid to be in a container called a mastermind that allowed me to meet 50 new high level people to have those conversations. And in that, I learned about creating you know community. I learned about creating awareness for your brand. I had always tried to get you know butts in seats as far as like hair clients, right? So getting clients in that form was what I was familiar with. Getting myself out into the world um showcasing who i was as a brand i i was not clear on how to do that because i wasn't clear on who my quote-unquote ideal client was i wasn't clear on what my new business was going to be am i going to be a coach what am i going to mentor on am i going to talk to beauty professionals who am i and so that was a bit of a struggle because even if I had created something, a course, a program, whatever, I didn't necessarily have like a warm audience or I didn't have anybody who had already grown to know, like, and trust me because I was really just known as a hairdresser. Now, if I was to put up that I was opening 10 spots for haircuts in you know, the next month, those would have got booked. But for me to say, hey, I now have 10 spots open for beauty coaching, people would be like, what? Okay, well, I know you're a hairdresser, but I don't know anything about what I would learn from you, how I would learn it. And like, what's the transformation if I work with you? So I did a lot of things backwards by creating courses and talking about programs before I built up an awareness of who I was and what people could like lean in and and get to know from me. So when the opportunity came for me to have this time to create the podcast, that was my chance to start to build trust with potentially new people who could eventually maybe be clients of mine. Um, And so podcasting is really just a great top of funnel tool for you to grow awareness around who you are and people will resonate with you based on how you show up. So Corey and I could be having the exact same conversations as far as like what our podcasts are about, but the way she asks questions and the way she brings her energy and the way I bring my, is going to be different. And so even if we have the exact same guests on every single week, the conversations are going to be different. Just like the girl next to me could have been trained in the same technical haircuts as me. But her book of business looks way different than mine and i learned i learned in hairdressing that there is enough to go around just like with podcasts we feel like shit's saturated we feel like everyone's already done that thing enter whatever it is you might have thought you wanted to start a podcast on mm-hmm. same with starting a business or a coaching program like yeah pretty much everything's already been done but instead of looking that at that in a scarcity way, you look at that in a okay, the market is calling for that. People want more awesome podcasts to listen to. People really love that topic. That's why there's so many podcasts on that topic. Mm-hmm. What's my secret sauce that I can bring to make the angle of that thing? Let's say you talk about numbers or finance or hair or whatever it is. How can I bring my special uh story with me to make these episodes more fun and kind of be unique in, in the space that seems like it's saturated? But trust me, it's not. So To answer both of those questions, I feel like really helps just build trust with people because you're in their ear. And Shannon, the girl we're talking about who produces five episodes a week, she and I had a really deep conversation. She put a little bonus uh, inside my new program that's coming out next year around why podcasting is so important. And she said, most people listen to podcasts when they're in some sort of flow state. They're working out, they're walking, they're showering, they're driving, they're doing something kind of on autopilot, but you're in their ears. So they're not necessarily multitasking. You know, you can't have a conversation and listen to a podcast, right? You have to like listen to the podcast. And so what that does is that it gets really, you really intimate with that person. Sometimes it's just you and them in the car or you and them mm-hmm. on the walk or you and them in the shower. However yeah. it is you, you listen to your podcast, Right. And so people really start to build that trust with you and and learn to come to you for certain things that they might not be getting elsewhere. And you won't know the power and effect you can have on somebody until you start just putting stuff out there. And so I feel like, you know, hearing that from her as a podcaster myself, I was like, I'd never really thought about it like that. So now when I create, I create with a little bit more intention of thinking I'm talking to somebody while they're alone in their car or alone in the shower or alone on a walk. So it helps me, you know, speak to just that one person versus, you know, the traditional when you get on Instagram, like, Hey guys, people aren't usually watching you with a gang of people. It's just them, you and them. And so if you take the overwhelm out of the podcasting of like, Oh my God, people are going to no, just think of who you would want to listen to your show is it like you and having a girlfriend chat with somebody I think that's how a lot of people start thinking like they have a great conversation with their girlfriend they're like oh if we would have recorded this would have been such a good podcast episode
0: yeah but like what are
1: the conversations going on in your head that you think about that keep you up that get you excited there's other people that are probably thinking those same things that would love to hear your point of view or your you know conversation with somebody else about that thing and there's there's really no rules in podcasting, which is another reason I'm a fan of it. You kind of can do whatever the F you want. You can talk how you want. You can speak how you want. You can have them be as short or as long as you want. You can do one episode a year. You can do 50 million episodes a year. You can do it however you want. And I love the power of expressing myself however I want. I started with one episode. Then I went all the way up to three episodes a week at one point. Now I'm back down to one right now. I'm about to take a month off. So again, it's one of those things that is such a powerful tool to use in your business, especially if you're trying to grow awareness around you and your brand.
0: Oh, yeah, it's so it's so multifaceted. And I think that's why one of the reasons I resonate with it, too, is because it really is you get to make the rules. I mean, I guess there's there, you know, there are best practices, of course, just like anything, but just I don't know if you're like me, you like to find out what the rules are to the game and then completely ignore them, like play by them for like the first like five games. And then you're like, dude, I got this. I'm going to totally do it this way.
1: (laughs) Every creator listening to you right now is nodding their head like, yep. And and I I use a lot of analogies like with fitness and with haircutting. You know, you got to learn how to cut a straight line before you can make that haircut your own. You have to learn the basics of fitness so you don't get hurt, but then you can take it to the next level in your own way. So there are always rules when it comes to foundations and best practices. And that's why, you know, me getting this course out to people so they at least can launch their podcast and then they can they can create their own rule book as far as how they want to show up, what they want to do in their message.
0: Oh my gosh, did you guys hear that? She just she just kind of leaked that there's a <laughs> course, a program coming. So if you're just sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of getting excited about starting my own podcast. I think I want to do this, but what the heck? How the heck am I going to do this? it's coming it's coming so you're you're gonna have to uh go check out and keep an eye on the pulse of things that are going on in just bergio's world so that you can get a hold of this magnificent program that is coming your way very soon
1: it's, it's just so needed because i feel like everything's googleable i mean you guys don't need me if you want to start a podcast freaking start it tonight You can record on your phone. You can do things with so much ease, but there are best practices. Like Corey said, there are things I wish I knew when I had started that I did not do that looking back. I wish I would have would have helped me grow the podcast quicker. It would have helped me get it out to more people. It would have helped me save money along the way, as far as editing and what really is good to put out on social media and so on and so forth. And that's ever evolving. And, you know, even this course itself, the material will change as podcasting evolves and social evolves and all of that. But you know, the fundamentals of it are tried and true. And I've gone through my own set of podcast courses with different people. I've been coached by various people and I've taken accumulation of everything that I've learned and put it in a four week course that I do with you. Um, There's some at home work and then in in Zoom calls as well. And I just find that to be the best mover of idea to launch. Like let's launch the damn podcast. That's what's called, start your damn podcast.
0: Oh, I like it. Start your damn podcast. (laughs) But I also, yes, everything is, googleable but here's the deal you're sitting there you're thinking about it and you're thinking about it and you've been thinking about it you would have already done it right now because all of the answers are available to you but the difference is when you when you enroll in a course and you have someone kind of walking with you through it it spurs action and it makes it happen faster you avoid mistakes and you are able to really collapse time and like you said also save save money so all the reasons why you invest and buy a course from someone who's walking the walk that you yep. wanna be walking.
1: It's the same way with breathwork. I feel like you're like what you do is a great example. Like you could do your own, you could lead your own breathwork. You could listen to it on, you know, the apps that are available. I know you do a lot of that stuff too, but there is nothing like one person guiding you on a one-to-one type of a situation. Like it's so much more powerful. The breakthroughs are almost immediate, if not always immediate in, in real time. And it's an accountability piece. If you pay for a session at a certain time, you're showing up for it and you're doing the thing, start to finish. It's same with like hiring a personal trader, you know? And the cool thing about, you know, the cohorts, I won't ever have more than like 20 people in a group is you'll get to co-collaborate and, you know, ideate with people who are doing the same thing along with you and then, you know you can podcast you know swap like we do sometimes we can get on each other's shows you can practice with each other and you know that's it's kind of like a mini mastermind thrown in there right like I feel like we need to be in community when we're doing scary things and starting a podcast is scary sometimes it's a little overwhelming but it doesn't have to be and yeah I'm just here to make things a lot freaking easier for people I'm
0: excited about it. I can't wait. Maybe I need to go back
1: and, and brush up <laughs> on
0: my my fundamentals and and join the join the course since I um, broke all the rules. I think when I, I first started, I didn't I didn't take a course and I was just like all the messy action.
1: No, same. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I was like, this is that. Everyone, you just hit the record button, right? It's fine. Just start jibber jabbering. It's okay. And you know what? It is okay. And you know, but I would have grown a lot faster and I would have had different outcomes had it not been the case. But you know, I love that we just took a turn and started talking all about podcasting. But Yeah. The important thing is like you leaning into the intuition of trusting your next move, whether it's podcasting or stepping into something like Corey has expanded into, you know, breath work and having that be part of her coaching. You you wouldn't know things unless you put yourself out there and try them and see how, how they, how they kind of feel for you. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's that's
0: the path to really fully stepping into your pr- purpose is curiosity and seeing the intersections of, you know, your purpose and your talents and gifts and and all of the things I love it. So I have to ask along the way cuz you there's been so many different things that you've leaned into with curiosity and built and created. So there had to have been a super expander for you probably a million along the way but We'll just keep. It. I have to have save save some stories for the next episode when you come back. So will you share at least one super expander story with me today?
1: Yeah, I think knowing that you were going to probably ask me something like that, I the first thing, the first thought that came to my mind was after the mastermind uh, that I was involved in back in twenty nineteen with our mentor Chris Harder. I opened the salon during the time I, in that six months. I opened the salon. Um, I created the space for this this podcast and. I had him on as my very first guest so you know how exciting to have your your mentor on your podcast right and we're we're coming to an end of the, of the show I hit stop record I'm so excited the conversation was great super flowed and I said Chris you know you really should incorporate like a coaching certification after people go through the mastermind because people are probably going to want to coach you know with you, or want more coaching after the mastermind. And he said, well, after your first round, we started implementing support coaches into, uh, into each round. And we we're actually looking for one more. Would you like to be one? And I said, me, I, I was just in your mastermind. How could I be a coach? I'm not ready to be a coach. I haven't been trained. I'm not certified. And he said, well, how, how would you rate yourself on a one to 10 of your accountability? Could you hold somebody accountable? I said, oh, an 11. He said, what about strategy? And I said, you know, that was kind of a tricky word for me because I'm like to fly by the seat of my pants. The so strategy is not always my number one go-to. I said, strategy, probably like an eight. And he said, okay, well, we can work on that. And I think you'd be a great fit. You've gone through the program. You have had a lot of success with moving and pivoting into new things. You started a podcast. You are creating momentum. You're doing things like I would love to have you. And it was that first time where I saw somebody see me in a new light and, and step into that coaching space. So I then had the first opportunity to become a quote unquote coach, right? A support coach, which kind of like podcasting, it didn't have a lot of rules and there were no real parameters of like what I had to do. It was kind of client led coaching in support of what they were going through, which I knew all about because I'd just been in it. So it was such an amazing experience to get to do that, but it, it was an expander in that way, A, obviously. But in B, I also got to rejoin and be a part of the mastermind that I had paid a lot of money to be in. I got to go through it again with a new fresh set of eyes as one of the leaders and coaches in the group and as someone who could um, take in real time the new material I was learning and, and kind of move through there. So I coached for the next three rounds and um, I, now, as the new people have taken over the pot or the uh, mastermind, I'm still a part of that. And I'm actually the co-host of their podcast, Fast Foundations, the podcast. So I would have never seen myself in that light as a co-host host of a podcast, having my own podcast, being asked to coach and step into that space. So huge expander moment in in that one ask of him, of me to become a coach.
0: Oh my gosh. And it all started with the big, bold ask of asking him to be on your podcast. Yep. Mind blown. And it
1: all started from the leap of faith of investing in myself at a level I had never done before to be in that room, in that mastermind that I didn't feel ready for, that I didn't feel smart enough to be in, that I didn't feel ready, that I felt underqualified. I just trusted that I needed to do the next thing. And it was a stretchy goal and it kind of made me uncomfortable. And it changed everything for me.
0: Oh, I feel like we're just peeling back the layers of an onion. <laughs> so
1: good. I love it, right?
0: Because now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask one more question is sort of your parting words of wisdom on this. And normally I usually like, what is your choice for parting words of wisdom? But I have to make this one a question. So for anyone who's sitting there thinking about making an investment in themselves, what is your recommendation in that, like in that leap of faith? Like when you're in that moment and you're like, program or a coach or a mentor and you're like I think I want to hire them and then all of a sudden you're like oh crap this is like the biggest investment I've ever made in my life is it going to work should I do this and all the reasons why you get like about to talk yourself out of it What what's your what's your recommendation your words of wisdom
1: so to be honest there's a lot to unpack there because none of us ever feel ready none of us ever feel like we're totally 100% sure that that thing or that program or that person is going to be the end all be all answer to help us get to wherever we think we want to go. What I will say is every next step leads you to the next step. And so I have been on the verge of, you know, spending A shit ton of money to join other masterminds or programs ever since that one, thinking that I had to go and fall into the hustle culture of always having a coach, of always being in a mastermind or a program. And if I were to listen to the people that say that, I would be wrong by not being in it. If I was listening to the people who said that's not true, then the other people would be wrong. So you have to get quiet. That's how I started this podcast. You have to give yourself that space and time, which Breathwork with Corey will give you clarity on figuring out what is really truly right for you if you were to take that time and that investment uh, and try to figure some things out on your own, could you have clarity? Because like we talked about, everything is searchable. Everything is Googleable. You can do things on your own. You can find things on your own. So really depending on what you need and what is the next thing for you, you need to do your due diligence. You need to sleep on things. You need to not make rash emotional decisions. Most of us buy in an emotional state. We get hyped. We talk to somebody. They tell us all the things we want to hear but it is for you to do the discerning work of like, what do I really need in this moment? Is this the thing I need? And I'll tell a really quick, funny story. I almost jumped into this $20,000 mastermind starting next month. I was like 90% in it's with a mentor of mine. I followed her for years. She was in the industry. She pivoted. She's now leading retreats and all the things she's, she's doing the damn thing. Podcasts, you name it, right? Multi seven figure. And I got her on a call and we talked for an hour and I was like, yes, yes, yes. And in my head, I was like, regardless, I know this will change me. I know it will expand me. I know it will be an amazing experience, but is this what I need right now? Because I've gotten very clear and granular that all I want to do is teach podcasting next year. All I want to do is lean into my podcast to grow it. And there were so many other facets to what she was offering that I was like, hmm, Sounds great, but it's it's a kind of like shiny object syndrome. So I sat with it and I told a couple people, right, who I trusted would give me honest feedback, not anybody that would like blow smoke up my ass. And I came to this interesting conclusion because when you start to put stuff in the universe, the very two days after I had that conversation with her, when I was pretty much all in, I got a message from another girl in my industry talking about how she wanted to start our own mastermind not one that i had to pay for but like a true mastermind where the master of minds come together and she suggested another girl and another girl and i threw another girl so we just created our own mastermind with the six of us that nobody's paying we're all showing up equally to help one another we all have different skill sets and strong you know suits like how you said i'm doing all these things these girls are all doing all the things and so we all decided that in this next year we were going to link arms instead of trying to all do it ourselves or investing 20 grand here that we would pour into one another and see what we could do with the power of that. And Ooh, so I love that. that gave me my clarity and my answer because I said, you know what? If I took that $20,000 I was gonna spend with her over the next year plus and then some and really invested that in marketing my course and getting people to help me put it out there and really diving into podcasts, maybe ads. Could I do the thing I said I wanted to do instead? Doesn't mean I can't join her mastermind next year or the year after or the year after that but for right now the decision was it was it was made in the universe i was asking for the question to be answered and i got my answer so that was a really long answer long um but it's a good story right
0: it's a good story and so so true because there is a lot i think there's a lot of messaging out there in in this industry of like, oh, you know, that you're just supposed to make this rash decision and the whole transformation is in the investment and like, just do it. Don't overthink it. The money will come. There's like so many different like things. And so the fear of investment is there's a, there's a, there's a whole real thing. And you do have to ask all of all of those questions. I was actually having a conversation just recently with someone considering jumping in on one of my programs. And I was like, you know, you have to, get quiet, right? Closing loops here, getting quiet. And I think that also the the questions that you have to ask yourself also, as you go into a particular container and program is my personal opinion is that your success in a, in that kind of context comes down to three things that you can take ownership of, which is one trusting yourself, showing up, asking for, and asking for what you need really. Yep. And I think if you do all of those things, you will always ensure a successful experience if you choose to invest
1: i agree i agree and i i definitely think you know programs and courses are key to learning the things quicker than you would on your own Um, learning from someone else's mistakes you know always hire people who are doing and living the things you want to be doing and living you know it's very obvious that's a very obvious thing to say but um you know, I trust that that girl who, who has that master, is she's not going anywhere. And when I need help, I can reach out. If I want a one-off coaching call with her, I guarantee she'd take my money and answer my questions. So it wasn't like I cut myself off at the knees. I'll never have access to her again, you know, and, and do things with discernment and always just like, what is your goal and what is the end reason why you would want to do the thing? And when you go in with that much clarity, you'll have, like you said, you'll have that much better of a result and transformation and uh, result really.
0: Mm, Absolutely. So good. So I know everyone now wants to know about the podcast course. They want to be in your world. So how and how can they do that? What's the best way?
1: I'm always on Instagram at Jessica Bergio. Easy, easy. Um, You can always text me the word podcast to 619-332-3045. Um, I'm sure you could throw that in the show notes. But if you text me the word podcast, um, I will give you all the information as it's put together for the Start Your Damn podcast course, again, which is a four-week idea to launch program that I am just so excited about. We have our our girl, Sid. She is going to be helping me with all the tech support and getting you guys all of that broken down so that it's easily digestible where you're like, oh, this makes so much sense. It's so easy. Um, but Instagram's my place to hang out. Shoot me a DM. I love to be social on social media.
0: Amazing. Yeah. And go listen to the podcast so that yeah. you can kind of like start to get into the vibes uh, of podcasting.
1: Totally. The Beauty Inspires Beauty podcast has evolved so much from that very first day where we were angry hairdressers. It's, it's, it's so much around, you know, being you and showing up as your authentic self. And I took the B and the U out of the word beauty. And I kind of really just zoned in on, you know, if we all show up as the best versions of ourselves, however, that is like when you asked me that very first question, who are you? you know, truly learning to be authentic in whatever moment that is, whatever, whatever that is for you, you know, that is your secret sauce. And if you just stick to leaning into that, you know, you can't go wrong. And, uh, that's what I tried to like that message that I underline in all of my episodes.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it! So go go check out Jess Burzio, and all of that information will be in the show notes. You know it, so scroll down, and find it there. Uh, you know, if any, if you're listening to this and you like know all the people that need to hear this, so go ahead and share it because sharing is caring, right? Yes. Please. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you, your time, your wisdom, all the things. Thanks, girl. Mm. We'll catch you on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop and leave a five star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media.